0: Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, former pro football quarterback and president of the Sold Out Youth Foundation, Roman Gabriel III. Join us for up-close conversations with high-impact people dedicated to faith and family from the world of sports and entertainment. Remember, Sold Out relies on you, the listener, and your support in order to deliver this program. You can donate to the Sold Out Youth Foundation at soldouttv.com. Follow Roman on his Twitter and Facebook fan pages at Roman Gabriel III. Check out the Sold Out program at soldouttv.com, along with its mission to impact America's youth by challenging students to be alcohol and drug abstinent, and teaching valuable life skills and biblical principles of success. Today, Roman's guests on Sold Out Sports Talk are Kansas City Chiefs Hall of Fame kicker Nick Lowry, with part two of his interview. That's head coach helps that team get on the same page and say we all have the
1: same value, the same commitment, the same vision, and that's where life has, you know, an extra beautiful hue
0: to it. And four-time Team USA Olympic track champion, Sonia Richards-Ross.
2: You know, it's always that I know that God has planted this amazing seed in my heart, and, I you know, I knew I could win with the gold medal, and if I just kept leaning on God and trusting Him that it would happen, so, you know, there's just, I, I, for me, the, the, the threat of my life has always been to just be an open vessel to God and have him
0: use me. Now, here's the host of Sold Out Sports Talk,
3: Roman Gabriel III. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Great to have you in. And of course, I've got a, well, I consider this guy a regular on my show over the last 10 years because he's one of the most interesting former NFL football players you'll ever talk to. Uh, When he retired, he's the most accurate kicker in NFL history. And uh, my friend is up for the Pro Football Hall of Fame this year for the 100th anniversary of the NFL. Former Kansas City Chief and Chief Hall of Fame kicker, Nick Lowry, is with us. Nick, how are you?
1: I am great, Roman. How are you, brother?
3: Hey, just awesome. I'm hoping this is going to be the charm for you this year. What a great honor that would be to be in for the 100th year. How, How important do you think... Um, character, uh, and what you do off the field should be for the Pro Football Hall of Fame?
1: Well, let's just say that there have been some people that have had some domestic abuse issues, some cocaine issues that are in the Hall of Fame. So apparently um, that is not a deal breaker. Um, But, you know, character is something you live every day. And character becomes even more important after your career because it's really hard to make that transition. And so I feel blessed... Because I've seen that that effort to be an intentional leader in your life, to do good things, to be out there, to help others feel their own power and purpose in life, to make a difference, um, that reinforces the balance that we all have to have. And it's this constant, if you will, struggle, this titanic struggle between ego and spirit that really defines our lifetime. And so uh, you've heard the statistics 80% 80% of athletes have trouble financially within a couple of years of leaving the game, and it seems not to really be connected to how much money they made either. It seems that even if they made $100 million, they could still be uh, bankrupt. And 80% have some not only financial, but relationship issues in their marriage, et cetera. So that, that transitions really hard, and the only way to transcend it is by intentionally digging into another passion, to finding a passion and this stage, the spotlight that we had as as athletes to to use that, to use the skills from it. I am already thinking of Steve Largent and what a yep. person he was. And you just could tell he always was that way. And there's so many I could I could bring up that were that way that just had that sense that they had this opportunity, this gift to make a difference. I mean I'm really proud of just think of the reality of being a single guy, you know, and for all those years, going into restaurants and bars, uh, not that I went out, you know, all the time, but I did, you know, I was a single, normal person, and you're out there, and there's a good chance that out of one or two or three hundred people there, one or two of them will be a little drunk, and they're like, well, I don't want to beat up on that, get a fight in that, that linebacker, but that kicker, I can take him, and I'm very proud that I never got involved in a, in a fight. Um, I'm, you know, not that that's, the, the highest standard but it's you see guys that are just getting into dumb stuff mm-hmm. and you want them to uh, connect to this higher level of living where they're using their power that's what i hope for Tariq Hill. i help i hope for kareem hunt you know who two guys one that's still with the chiefs and another one that could still be with the chiefs and all these guys that you know have a chance to have incredible financial what they call generational wealth but also generational wisdom and love that lasts a lifetime that is something it's hard for them to realize until it's over and when it's over it's
3: over you listen to sold out sports talk with roman gabriel i'm with my good friend kansas city hall of fame kicker nick lowry with us and nick i was going to ask you you know one of the things that you know, I've always uh, enjoyed about what I do is is giving guys an opportunity to share what's important, what's passionate in their life and, and their platform, the importance of that platform that you spoke about. Uh, was there a point uh, in your football career where that hit home with you that, that, you know, there were a lot of people watching you and the way you conducted yourselves and, and the way you did things was extremely important?
1: You know, I came from just a totally different background than most people. My dad was senior CIA. I mean, no one grows up next door to uh, a Supreme Court justice who was best friends with Bobby and John Kennedy uh, while they were while he, John F. Kennedy was president, who, who happened to uh, lead the NFL in rushing, <laughs> and no. Justice Byron Whizzer White. And I grew up next to him. I remember the second day we were there at 6803 Hampshire Road, At 6801 Hampshire Road, next door was this big old scruffy dog standing next to a guy, probably 5'11", something like that, with big, beautiful red hair. And it was Bobby Kennedy who'd walked over the four miles from Hickory Hill to welcome newly minted Justice Byron White. And as you know, and I really believe this, you know, we lost the Kennedys, we lost Martin Luther King, we have, uh, from our generation... I believe, an obligation and also a blessing to carry that torch, that sense of what he said. It, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country and how that changes everything. And by the way, that's why I love Lee Steinberg, because he was the first agent to say that, to yeah. say that you have an obligation. And, uh, you know, so I'd come out of, been cut by eight teams, 11 times, <laughs> I'd been working as a legislative aide after being a government major at Dartmouth College for Senator John Chafee of Rhode Island on um, aviation deregulation stuff for Senator Bob Packard. So I came out of that sense of service, you know, on that Washington level, fresh out of just not that long, right, after Watergate, and maybe a little bit more of a sense of representing the people and, you know, keeping that sense of pride of making a difference for people that didn't have somebody there for them and all of us can do our part. So, now I'm playing in the NFL and it's like, wow, I've got this opportunity to use this stage to educate and also keep myself balanced. And started something called Kick With Nick for Cerebral Palsy, because my aunt had cerebral palsy and yet she'd become a professional writer. She was a university librarian at the University of Utah. She got a college degree. She taught herself to type, mm. despite the fact that it was hard to talk and it was hard to walk. And I thought, you know, that's those things are mirrors to us that remind us how lucky we are. And whatever sense that is, those experience, and guess what? They also connect us to other people that are getting that, that are searching for that. So we're surrounding ourselves with people with congruent values. And isn't it great, speaking of coming back to what makes a great team, that head coach helps that team get on the same page and say, we all have the same value the same commitment, the same vision, and that's where life has, you know, an extra beautiful hue to it. Uh, and so I was lucky growing up with that, to have a father that, you know, couldn't talk about what he did. He was chief of station for the CIA in, in London, literally the American M. If you watch James Bond, that was my dad uh, when we lived there when I was 9, 10, 11. But he couldn't talk about it. Now, that's a, that is a sacrifice when your dad can't tell you the values of why he does what he does, or your Mm -hmm. mom, you know? So I grew up with that Supreme Court justice next to me. I grew up being able to work for Senator John Chafee right out of college and actually as an intern in college who was a true, absolute, amazing Korean war hero. Uh, And and, uh, Ambrose, the great military historian, actually dedicated a book to him and his courageous leadership. So when you're surrounded by those people, you know what? It it it's kind of like, well, what am I doing? You know, what have I done? I haven't done anything. So uh, maybe that's a long winded answer, but I think all of us come from a sense either of overcoming or of gratitude for, you know, the opportunities we have.
3: Well, Nick, there are so many NFL players out there who believe what you believe. And I know in watching you, uh, your post careers, uh, something I always talk about is better, I think, than your career in terms of what you've been doing in terms of how God's been using your talents and abilities to change people's lives and to help people that need help. And regardless, if you, uh, get that great honor to, to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, uh, not going to change anybody's opinion about the way that you conduct your life and the way you live it, because you've definitely been a, and are a difference maker in so many people's lives and you've used your platform with such great responsibility. And, uh, it's, uh, that's why I love watching you work, love what you do, and uh, always enjoy you coming on here and uh, telling people about what it's all about.
1: Thank you, brother. I'll tell you what, we were working on this suicide prevention with Dr. Barbara Van Dolan, the President's Director of the Prevents Task Force. She was uh, one of Time Magazine's 100 most influential people in the world in 2012, and we're working on, I'm trying to help her, we're going to meet with the, the Commissioner's, and his people in New York next week about helping uh, make this tribute, this wonderful tribute to our veterans, even more powerful by uh, giving a voice and an ear, I might say, to the thousands and thousands that are lost after they've, you know, been serving in Iraq and Afghanistan, etc. Uh, that figure of 22 suicides a day, we understand, may be closer to 27 suicides a day. So. Uh, I'm working on that, and the NFL is doing its part, and we want to make it even more powerful. And we're going to do a big town hall here on November 2nd with the governor and Senator Kirsten Sinema uh, to do something bipartisan to say we've got to do more. So, you know, what's great is there are always opportunities to make a difference, and I'm grateful that I had that chance uh, with this because I can't think of anything more important
3: Nothing more important than, than what these guys and gals do for us, for our freedom. And, uh, Nick, you know you've always got a platform here to uh, tell us about something new that's going on. And uh, we'll be talking down the line here as uh, as we get closer to the Super Bowl and closer to the Pro Football Hall of Fame induction. And uh, our best to you as you continue to do your work. And uh, appreciate you coming in, buddy. Always enjoy it.
1: Well, we love you, Roman. You're a, a, a great bright light out there in the universe, and we appreciate you.
3: Nick Lowry Kansas City Chiefs pro uh, pro football Hall of Fame induction possibly this year for him uh, in the 100th anniversary of the NFL. When we come back more on sold out sports talk on American Family Radio. Nick, great job, buddy.
1: Thank you, brother. Same to you. Glad Enjoy- it worked
3: out. Yeah, yeah, enjoyed it. And, uh, this this is going to this is going to air next weekend, not this weekend, but next weekend. Let me know and I'll post it on Facebook. Yeah, Instagram. we'll uh, we'll I'll get you I'll get you an update on that probably in the middle of the week. But let uh, but stay in touch. Appreciate you, bro. I'm
1: appreciate you more. Thanks, Talk sir. to you soon.
0: You're listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host Roman Gabriel III. In this segment, Roman talks with four-time Team USA Olympic Track Champion Sonia Richards-Ross. Visit SoldOutTV.com and consider donating to the Sold Out Youth Foundation. And follow Roman on his Twitter and Facebook fan pages at
3: Roman Gabriel 3 Now, once again, here's Roman Gabriel III. I am here with the four-time Olympic gold medalist. Uh, 400 relay as well as the 400. Her last victory uh, was in the 2012 uh, London Olympics' gold, but, she, uh, but uh, in- incredible record in USA, Team USA track, and uh, she has an incredible book that's coming out uh, called Chasing Grace, What the Quarter Mile Has Taught Me About God and Life. Uh, Sonia Richard Ross with us on Sold Out. Sonia, how are you?
2: I'm awesome, woman. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for that awesome introduction. I really appreciate it.
3: Well, it's always great to have somebody that served their country and went out there and represented the USA and did did it such a wonderful fashion, and Uh, What better way to uh, tell your story than to do it in book form? And, of course, if you want to get this book, it's really easy. You can pre-order at Amazon.com or on Barnes & Noble, anywhere books are sold. And she's got a big tour coming up. So tell me about this big tour, and I know you're excited about it.
2: I am super excited. I'll be traveling to some of my favorite cities to do talks um, as well as signing for Chasing Grace. And actually, Chasing Grace and Run With Me, I have two versions. Um, that are coming out on June 6th. One is for adults and Run With Me are for kids ages 8 to 12. Um, And my team book will be out top of next year. So I am just so excited. I'm so happy I waited, Roman, until my career was over because writing a book takes a lot of work. um, But it was such a wonderful journey to really explore all of my experiences and to figure out what were most important moments for me that I wanted to share with the world to hopefully inspire other people to do great things.
3: Well, I love what you said. After each failure in life, I learned that only faith and God's grace will carry you across the finish line. And uh, obviously, the Christian uh, life, the Christian walk, the Bible, there's so many uh, ways that uh, track and field. And and of course, the Greek Olympics and Paul talked a lot about running the race. So I'm sure you understand those things very well.
2: Absolutely. And I think what, you know, the biggest takeaway that you get from the book is that for me, I was you know, as a young person, I was always chasing something, chasing something. As I got older, it was, you know, records and um, medals and all of these things. But ultimately, you know, I was fortunate to run into grace. And I realized that it was not really about a physical race, but about a spiritual race and becoming the best person that I could be and um, glorifying God as much as I could through my journey. So, you know, the 400 is where the toughest races on the track. And you know, there are times when life gets pretty tough, too, so many of the lessons I learned to conquer the 400 I feel are absolutely helping me to live the best life that I can.
3: Okay, so, Sonia, the question I have for you, being a former professional football player and being involved in sports my whole life, I was great as long as I had a ball in my hand, but if someone told me, <laughs> we usually got punished for running, which was which kind of yeah. <laughs> hurt things. Maybe. So tell me, what makes someone like yourself want to run a grueling race like the 400 and make that your life's mission?
2: Don't know Roman. <laughs> but I can tell you one thing, you know, I tell you one thing. You know, running always came natural to me. And I think whenever you're doing something that you feel like is really a gift, you do feel closer to God. So for me, whenever I was out at training and practicing and running, I always felt like I was doing what I was born to do. And many times I felt like that's when I had my most revealing moments. I you know, worship moments and my prayerful moments were on the track. But in the first chapter of the book, or I think it's actually the introduction, I actually say I did not choose the 400. The 400 chose me, <laughs> you know, because you don't really sign up for the 400. But I, I learned to love the race, and I love the fact that it was as much as a physical test as it was a mental test. And, you know, uh, my coach gave me four strategy, uh, a strategy called the four P, which the book is actually broken into the four sections. It's called push pace position poised with a secret P always being prayer. So, um, you know, but the, the 400 taught me a lot. And I'm very, very grateful that I did eventually find the 400 because that's where I had tremendous success on the track. So I'm really blessed to have had that.
3: Sonia Richards-Ross is with us, a four-time Olympic gold medalist in the 400. And if you want to get her book, go to soniarichardross.com. Check out this beautiful book called Chasing and Grace and Her Story. Uh, or you can check her out on Twitter at Sonia Richie Ross on Twitter, or you can go to Barnes and Noble or Amazon.com. And uh, Sonia, you know, one of the things uh, that many people uh, out there talk about in their life is, is going after their dreams and goals. I know I do a junior Mm -hmm. high and high school program called sold out where we teach kids about, you know, never giving up on their dreams and goals and and, and going for those and setting their uh, setting up high, their expectations. Um, How can you set, expectations as high as you did reach them. What is it like, I mean, to win one gold medal, but to win four and to have been such a huge force in so many Olympic games?
2: Uh, Well, first of all, thank you so much. And I think for me, I always had a desire to be great. Um, And I think that was innate. You know, as a young person, I always thought that I could do great things. But that was also for sure, nurtured by having an amazing family and tremendous tremendous support from my mom and dad and my sister who came to every track meet and, you know, encouraged me along the way. Um, I think also, Roman, what I learned too was when you set lofty goals, you are setting yourself up and you're vulnerable to failure. And you can't be afraid to fail because, you know, those are the things that strengthen your character, but also help you to redefine your goals and, you know, most of the times motivate you even more. And so for me, it was the most fulfilling experience of my life to what I like to say, run into my fairy tale and finally win that individual gold medal in London. It's hard to put into words what that moment was like. It was made even more special because my entire family was there and I got to share it with them. But you know, it's an amazing thing when you set a goal for your life, work really hard, go through the ups and downs, and then actually accomplish it. It's, it's incredible.
3: And Sony you've had great opportunities because of the Olympics, which is usually the story when someone wins the Olympic Games. So many opportunities open up and You know, we talk to athletes all the time about using their platform, and it sounds to me that uh, those things that opened up for you, you've taken full advantage of that.
2: Well, I've certainly tried to. I think that our greatest responsibility, no matter where we find success, is to always kind of reach a hand back and to always share and give with others. So, you know, for me, some of the greatest moments of my life aren't standing on top of the podium, but being able to give back to the community. I had a great program in Jamaica for seven years that helped over 700 kids learn to read on their grade level. And, you know, when you get the email from that kid who went on to college and says, you know, this was a pivotal point in his career, those things mean so much more to me than, um, or sorry, I said career, but in his life, (laughs) you know, those things mean so much more to me than, you know, standing on top of the podium. So, yes, I absolutely think as, as athletes and role models and celebrities, you know, it's, it's very important that we use our platform to inspire others and to do good in the world because the world needs it. And so I'm very happy and I take that role uh, very seriously.
3: Okay. So not only did you accomplish the great things you did, but you're married to a young man in Aaron Ross who won two Super Bowls <laughs> yes. with the Giants at cornerback. And you guys yes. did a reality show called Glam and Gold on the Wii TV. It started in 2013. 2013 how was that in terms of you know your lives being open book to everybody on that show
2: Yeah you know taping Glam and Goal was one of the most fun experiences I had with my family um and I have tried to be an open book whether that's on social media or you know through the reality show but I think for us it was really about trying to show a very loving family of course going through ups and downs but ultimately always trying to get back together and always support each other so It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. You know, I would love the opportunity again if the timing was right. Um, But I thought it was a great opportunity for growth. And I talk about that experience in the book as well.
3: Okay, so you need to tell me how big this trophy room is between your husband and you. I mean, the Super Bowl and the Olympics is probably the two biggest things that happen in the world in sports. You guys kind (laughs) of got a lot of gold and silver and bronze in that room, don't you? Is it insured? I mean...
2: I know we need to. It's funny. When we lived, we moved about two years ago. And as you can imagine, Roman, when our careers and we were at the height of our careers, we weren't home a lot. You know, he was in New York and I traveled all over the world a lot. And in our first home, we had built out a really nice trophy room. And since we've moved, we haven't had a chance to do that. And now babies come in and it's all about nursery and everything. So, you know, we do have a cool area in our home where we have our trophies and stuff. But, you know, like I said, it's it's cool to have those things. But, for us it's the memories and you know the journey was just you know that's so sweet that that's just icing on the cake for us.
3: Is there is there a scripture that you hung on to during your career that you really really meant a lot to you?
2: Um, there are a couple you know the one that I would always say when I stood on the start line was that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength and a lot of times when you stand on that start line especially at the Olympic finals you are so nervous you have so much self-doubt and it kind of you know, sometimes it will, you know, it cripple you. And so I always want, I always reminded myself that I can do anything if I just trust and believe in God. And I always also said that, you know, he who has started a good work with me will see it to completion. And so, you know, it's always that I know that God has planted this amazing seed in my heart. And, I, you know, I knew I could win a gold medal. And if I just kept leaning on God and trusting him, that it would, that it would happen. So, you know, there's just, I, I, for me, the, the, the thread of my life has always been to just be an open vessel to God and have Him use me. And sometimes, you know, those moments were tough. <laughs> you know, when I when I won the bronze medal in um, Beijing, when I was favored to win gold, you know, that was one of the toughest moments of my life. But it was also the time when I felt closest to God. So I thank Him for that um, failure and disappointment because it, you know, it drew me closer to Him. And when I won in London, even though I had always wanted it always wanted to win the gold medal. I, you know, I didn't feel like I needed it because I knew I had already won the, the best prize of all, and that's knowing that I'm a child of God and that I have eternal salvation. So, you know, it's, it's been a wonderful journey. And I'm like I said, the track has been my greatest teacher in helping me to see how God sees me um, as his child.
3: Sonia, about 15 seconds. Tell them where they can see you the next couple of days.
2: Oh my goodness, okay, so I will be all over town. I'll be in New York and LA. I'm going to be in Grand Rapids. I'll be in Eugene. I'm actually going back to Jamaica for a few days and I'll be in South Florida, but you've said it so many times Roman. You can go on my website, SoniaRichardsRoss.com and you can see my full schedule and you can follow me on social media at Ross anytime.
3: Sonia, this has gone by way too fast. I hope you'll come back and see us. You can tell that husband years. yours I said hello and, and nothing but success and of course Real quickly, the other book, Run With Me, for young kids, 8 to 12. That should be fun. That's coming out soon as well. So keep checking her out, Sonia. I appreciate you coming in. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk
0: with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, soldouttv.com, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3 We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk your source for faith, family, and sports.